Hi, thanks for uh, listening to Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Liv Alliston. And today I am here with Alexa Van Hall, one of my good friends and guest writers, and her husband, Eric. You guys can say hello. Hi. Hey, guys. So um, we're just, uh, I think most people that have read your things, they their blog posts, they know a little bit about your story. Um, so if you guys could just tell us about Harper. Sure. Um, I guess I'll start. I'll take turns. Um, Harper is our first daughter that we had together, but our third child. Um, she was born on May 22nd of 2018. Um, and I had her at 38 and a half weeks pregnant. Um, we found out that, well, I had noticed that she stopped moving, um, one day. And so I went into my doctor and they couldn't find the heartbeat. And so they didn't know at that point what had caused it, but we just knew that she was gone. And so I gave birth to her just like I did my other two kids. And when she was born is when we noticed that, um, her umbilical cord was in a knot. So at some point during the pregnancy, she had just wrapped herself around and created the knot and then it tightened over time and cut off all of her like blood supply and circulation. And so she was born and looked perfectly normal and um, looked fine and was healthy, but just had that knot. Um, And it was just a complete shock um, to us, the last thing we were expecting. And she was seven pounds, five ounces, um, and 19 inches long, and had, like, black hair um, and, like, a little crooked nose. And um, we got pictures taken, so I'm really glad we have those to go back and just remember her by um, because it can seem like such a long time ago that we were able to hold her. So, um that's Harper, Harper Jane. Yep, and it's a little, um, we didn't really expect to get pregnant with Harper in the first place. And so from the beginning, um, just as I did with the other kids, I always prayed that they would be used for God's kingdom. And so when we lost Harper, that was kind of one of the hardest things for me was just how would she be used for God's kingdom since she was gone. And so that was really the, I guess the biggest struggle for me starting out when we lost Harper. Can you uh, give us a few things that kept you guys grounded in your faith? Because I know you you guys had a strong faith before. I mean, we've been friends since we were all married, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just watched it just, you guys do a deep dive, basically. Um, And it, I mean, I know you were probably angry and lots of emotion. Um, but what I noticed and what I think a lot of our friends noticed is that you guys just clung to God through it all. Um, so what kind, what kind of kept you grounded in your faith? Well, so starting out, obviously we had to have that, um, basis of scripture and basis with that relationship of God whenever we, this happened, otherwise we would have sunk. We would have Uh, just bailed because there's two ways to go, right? You can cling closer to God or you can run away from God. So I think that's the the main thing with me was my faith and the strength of the faith outside of the storm in order to make it stronger in the storm. Mm 
Yeah, um, I agree with that for sure. And I just also remember going through the stages of grief and feeling the anger and the, you know, betrayal. And um, I mean, I did cling to God for sure, and I still am. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't mad at him or asking him a billion questions about why. Um, You know, I still definitely struggled with that even though ultimately I did trust him um it was hard especially in the beginning um so we had each other we had um support of friends and family um I remember making the decision to go to church um even the Sunday so we buried her on a Friday and that's that Sunday right after just a couple days later I said we need to go to church and I don't think Eric, you were really expecting me to want to do that, but I knew that if I even took off one Sunday of church, that it would kind of spiral into, you know, two Sundays and then four, and it would just, when would I want to go back? So I didn't feel like going to church, but I knew deep down that for my soul and my spirit that that would be um, the healthiest thing. And so we went, and I sat and basically cried the whole service. Um during the worship portion, I couldn't sing any of the worship songs about how great God was or how much he loved me. Like, I just sat there and cried. And um, I think it's important to let others know who have lost that it's okay to just sit and be angry if you're angry or be sad if you're sad. And um, that the church is accepting of you no matter what your emotional state is, at least they should be, I think. Um, and so just continuing to be at church physically um, was helpful to me. Um, one quick thing. Um, we When we lost our baby mm-hmm. uh, through miscarriage, um, I so I had to have a DNC mm-hmm. and I had that on a I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, and then we went to church that Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I remember the um, same thing. Like, I just, I, you know, needed <laughs> needed to go. Um, and we sang, you know, songs like It Is Well and mm-hmm. all that stuff that just <laughs> drives the dagger into your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there, the pastor, uh, Pastor Jarrett, he said he wanted to take, a, it was a spontaneous time of prayer and I just burst into tears, and it was you mm-hmm. and Eric. You guys came over and you laid hands on me mm-hmm. um, as I was grieving my baby. And so I just wanted to say thank you. I don't remember oh, if you remember that, yeah. um, but that was one of my fond memories. So mm-hmm. that's just what I needed. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And the anniversary of that—is it this month? Uh, yeah, it would have been the due date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how many years? Um, I was so lost her January. 4th 2015 so is that she would have been three four yeah Yeah. something like that so Mm -hmm. yeah um anyway so um i just wanted to throw that in there and say thank you um so obviously y'all are um different you're a man and you're a woman um, so just thought I'd throw out the obvious there. Um, so yeah. Um, what, but you guys both grieved. Mm-hmm. So what ways did you guys grieve together? And in what ways did you guys grieve like differently from one another? So I remember the first, I don't know, the first week 
um, we would just kind of, luckily my parents were in town to kind of watch the boys, but uh, we were just kind of in bed early and we're just kind of laying there. And I remember one night, right, I, I was like, oh, you want to like watch some comedy or something to just kind of keep our mind off of it or whatever. And Alexa was just like, no, I just want to be sad right now. So I was, okay, let's just be sad. And um, so... It yeah, was... I got pretty mad at you for wanting <laughs> wanting to like <coughs> mentally zone out, but um, yeah, we were at different points. Yeah, but I so obviously I had the luxury eventually of going back to work and everything, and so um, I think for men it's harder because you have to kind of be that okay, right? Whether you're okay because you're with a bunch of other guys and like, oh, I can't be sad or anything. Or if you're with your coworkers, right? You say, oh yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, or to be strong for your family or your wife, you have to do that. So I think my, my personal grieving, I really had to take the time to do that by myself. So I spent a lot of time up at the cemetery and still do even, um, just kind of sitting there and that's where I could discuss with God, uh, get angry with God. Uh, why, why did this happen and all that? And I could cry and put on songs like Cinderella by Stephen Curtis Chapman just to <laughs> make myself, cause otherwise it really does like it. It's just like, if you ever like suppress anger or anything, mm-hmm. right. Eventually it's going to bottle up over the smallest little thing, but all that time that it's bottled up really you have to let it out at some point. So I had to make sure that I did that by myself. So I didn't, I wasn't just like sitting at work one day and just start crying my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Not that that didn't happen either. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've always <coughs> been supportive of him going up there by himself. Um, and it was hard even in the beginning to know like how, how much should we go and visit her? Like what is too much and what's too little and We had, like, different opinions of that. Um, But, yeah, as far as, like, going back to work, I felt, like, jealous when Eric was able to go back and kind of get back into his routine. And he had something else to focus on during the day. Whereas I, am a stay-at-home mom, like, my job is to take care of my kids. So it was, like, just a glaring reminder of what I didn't have um, during that time. But um, I think it's just important to remember that you are going to be at different points. um, And that's always going to be, no matter how far out you get. Um, And so just being respectful of where the other person is at and just making sure you are communicating. Like if you're having a hard time with it, just talking. And I will say another thing, um, like Alexa really helped me to make sure and remember her and remember that it like happened and everything because I'm I'm more of the positive type like oh not that I would forget her but just like uh you know like oh yeah I'm doing all right you know we got everything is gonna be okay (laughs) and yeah you're definitely the optimist and I'm the pessimist in the relationship (laughs) (laughs) well how did you guys because you had two boys at the time who both met Harper Mm -hmm. um and those pictures absolutely broke me um Mm -hmm. so how did you grieve 
around your kids? Yeah, um, that was hard because uh, on one hand, I feel like they were the ones who gave us a reason to get out of bed and to keep going. But then on the other hand, it was kind of, you know, a reminder of what we didn't have and what they were missing out on and their sister. And so um, I think I had to um, realize that it was okay if I cried in front of them or was sad in front of them. Like I didn't have to be happy mommy all the time, but that I also needed to show them that there was still something to live for and that they brought me joy. So um, I feel like sometimes parents might feel guilty for being sad around their kids. And I think it's important for them to see those emotions in you. Um, and since I was home with them all day, I guess they probably, you know, were exposed to me a little bit more. But what do you think? Yeah, and it's it exposes them to real life. Um, just the ability to, like, I would cry around Hudson and um, just exposing him to that real life so that some people have trouble with death as just because like me growing up like the first person I lost was my uncle when I was like in high school that was really when I was growing up and so um just having him there showing him that you can grieve you can be sad you can cry um and Henry was still too little kind Mm -hmm. of but um, I think even now, just showing them that it's a sad thing, but um, it also gives them a glimpse and an introduction to a relationship with Jesus and heaven and really opens the door for us to talk about that with them. And that's Hudson accepted Christ right after we lost Harper because we it just made us really talk to him all the more about it. Yeah, when we were talking to him about what the funeral <laughs> would be like and... Um, like where Harper was now and um, it just prompted those questions in him and so that was one of the blessings that came out of losing Harper Um, but yeah it's difficult sounds like the answer to your prayer too yeah um, that you pray for each of your kids because I mean I mean that's that I just remember you announcing that at the the funeral Mm -hmm. about Hudson and um, that was I mean that's just that was beautiful. Definitely. What is something that, uh, an encouragement that you would have for parents that are going through the process of losing a child? Um, yeah, I would just say, first of all, how sorry I am, um, that it's so, so hard. And it's one of the, um, you know, biggest tragedies you can go through as a parent is to lose your child. Um, it's something that you're going to grieve for the rest of your life, but um, just reminding them that there is hope, and um, if they're a Christian, if they know Jesus, that they will see their child again, um, that those babies do go up to heaven with Jesus, and um even though they have this huge gaping hole in their heart right now that um, it's not permanent. And each day you're one day closer to seeing your baby again. Um, And I try to just remember that verse that you have written down there on your paper. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So I I wrote down uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14. It says, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep 
that you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So I think that's the biggest encouragement, right? Is that we do like, if you don't have Jesus, then of course you're going to grieve terribly because Mm -hmm. there's nothing good. There's nothing that you look forward to. But because we have Jesus, because we know that he died for us and that we can get to heaven one day if we believe that, that we'll get to see Harper again there. So I think that's the main encouragement, right, is that Jesus died for us so that we can see our babies again in heaven. Yeah, and just remembering that, you know, God has your entire life in his control and in his hands and it might not go the way that you think it should go or thought it would go but it's all under his watchful eye and um it's hard to not question why or it's hard to not feel guilty um especially as a mom like you did something wrong but um at the end of the day, we just really don't have the capacity to even begin to understand all the answers behind the whys and the what ifs. And so um, you just have to put your faith and trust in his plan and um, know that even though this life seems long right now, that it's just such a small sliver of eternity um, in heaven. So mm-hmm. try to remember that. Mm-hmm. So tell us about a home yet to come. And how that got started. Okay, I'll go. Um, so, <laughs> A Home Yet to Come is a blog. I think I came up with the name. Um, well, the Bible came up with the name. <laughs> that's Whoa, true. He just bought the Bible on I you. I pulled out the verse that <laughs> prompted the naming. Yes. Um, so, it's a blog that we started um, pretty soon after we lost Harper. And... Um, We did it for a few different reasons. One was just because it's healing, I feel like, for us to have the memories. So actually how it first started was immediately after we lost her, I wanted to start writing down the story, like her story, because I didn't want to forget any detail. So in the midst of like planning her funeral and making all these decisions, we were both like typing on our computers as quickly as we could to get all of our memories out onto paper um, and just each little thing we wanted to have a record of. And so um, then we decided to turn that into a blog and it was healing for us to get those emotions out and um, remember her in that way. But then we also thought it would be great to help other families that maybe have gone through miscarriage or stillbirth or infant loss. Um, And then it would be even better for people who haven't experienced loss to know, um, you know, what we go through, what we've been through, what we continue to go through and how they can help others who have lost because it's hard. I mean, before we lost Harper, I had never miscarried or had any kind of Um, loss as far as my children and so I never and even when you had your miscarriage and you know several other friends were all losing babies and I felt like I was never um, able to comfort them how I really wanted to because I hadn't been through it and so I think our blog can help um, people who were like me kind of understand like okay this is helpful and this is maybe what you shouldn't Mm -hmm. do or say and so um and anytime we can 
tell Harper's story or let someone else know Harper's story. Obviously, it goes back to my theme of hopefully she can be used for God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, even when we were like just starting out and writing that, like there were times that we like had to talk to each other, like what happened here? Like Mm -hmm. because we were in such grief that things just like got blocked out of our minds. So it was good that we could not only write that story for ourselves, but also so that we can use each other to remember Harper in every way that we could. And now it it is documented Mm -hmm. so that we can remember it. Yeah. And I've been thankful that Eric's wanted to write and post things because I've gotten a lot of comments from um, people who have been, you know, thankful that he's done that and um, shown like the perspective Mm -hmm. of a husband or Mm -hmm. a guy and, um, you don't really see that as much in the lost community. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we make sure that we both post on there. And mm-hmm. it's been kind of crazy lately with Hattie. Is that a question? Perfect <laughs> <laughs> <Like> segue? <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> I was going to ask about a hope, a hope in the Midst. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah, just tell, tell yeah. us about that. So kind of like, I don't know if it came off from the blog or just I think it actually we we lost Harper we needed support and help but there's nothing really in the church in that category like Mm -hmm. even our church um, will have like support classes for people who have been divorced or people who have you know lost um, like elderly parents or um, there's all different kinds of things, but there was nothing for parents who have lost babies or have miscarried. And so um, we were basically just trying to feel, fill that um, gap in the ministry there by creating a class. So it's called Hope in the Midst. It's an eight-week um, kind of like support group slash Bible study for couples. Um, so men and women are invited Um who have just walked that road Mm -hmm. of loss. Um, And so you don't have to be a member of our church. You don't have to be a Christian. Um, All you have to do is show up and have had a miscarriage or stillbirth or some kind of loss. And um, we're hoping that it will be a blessing to others and remind them um, that this isn't the end. Yeah, we got that. So at the hospital, they gave us a paper with a bunch of support groups and everything in it. And, it was like, oh, this one's for women, this one's for women, this one's for women. And then like, oh, and there's this couple one, and it's like an hour away from here or 45 minutes away from here. And we're like, okay, well, that's great, but we can't really do that on a Tuesday night with our kids. Like, the boy is still here. So um, I, Alexa really drove us doing this, um, and she really just started digging in and putting down thoughts and quotes and bible verses and stuff and so i was like oh well i gotta help with that too so i started (laughs) digging in and putting quotes and thoughts and bible verses and we just kind of brought it into that eight week group that um hopefully will bless some people so um you have hattie yes yes so you have had a pregnancy Mm -hmm. after having lost a baby at full term yeah um, can you tell us some of the difficulties that you have experienced with that, both of you? 
Yeah, that was really hard. That was nine months of holding your breath and hoping that you don't repeat what just happened to you. So we got pregnant three months after we lost Harper um, and it came quickly, but I had to just tell myself it was a different pregnancy, different baby, different story, different ending. It's kind of what I tried to do, but I really struggled to get excited about Hattie because in my mind I was like I need to be planning her funeral just in case she dies too and um, there wasn't really any safe zone like it wasn't like I got to 12 weeks and I felt Mm -hmm. good I felt worse the longer the pregnancy went on and a lot of PTSD being back at my doctor's office and um, just having those memories come back and just worry and worry and trying to cling and have faith to God in God. But um, yeah, I had a prayer shower that I know you helped mm-hmm. with instead of a baby shower because I didn't really need anything. Um, but I felt like prayer was so needed during that time. Um, but yeah, it was scary. It was very um, stressful from my perspective because obviously I see the struggle that Alexa's going through and um, the worry and obviously I had the same worries and um, right up until Hattie came it was still scary for us because mm-hmm. even we've we had extra monitoring extra doctor's appointments and the, the doctors would be like oh you don't need to come in you know and do this and I'm like give us all the monitoring mm-hmm. like I don't care what it is mm-hmm. we'll come in every day if we have to but um, even when Hattie was coming um, or very close to coming, we went in for an ultrasound and she wasn't measuring as great and um, their BPP test wasn't as great and the doctor started asking a bunch of questions about like, oh, when did you last eat and when did to Alexa? And I, I looked at her and we both started crying and I was just like, we can't do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily the doctors were really great and said, you know, we didn't monitor all this time just to ignore any warning signs, so we're going to get you in there and do that. But, yeah, it's it was stress the whole yeah. time. Even when we were in the hospital hooked up to the monitors, I'm, like, looking at the monitors, I'm like, the heart rate's lower, nurse. And she's like, we're monitoring it, we're looking at it, it's not. Even once she was born and we heard her cry, I was, like, just constantly worried that she was going to stop breathing. And even mm-hmm. now I'm, like, watching to make sure that her mm-hmm. chest is rising and falling and seeing the things that Hattie's doing as a reminder of what Harper never got to do with us. And she's been very healing for our family. Um, and we're so glad that she's here. She's in no way a replacement. Um, it doesn't make us any less sad about Harper, um, but it does give us something extra to be happy about and mm-hmm. have joy for. I, guess. I think I think that's the biggest thing is that contrast of what, because I'm always picturing of what Harper would be doing and so it's that thing where I got to celebrate Hattie but it's also a reminder of we should have been doing this with Harper Mm -hmm. and so I know the first day we walked in with Hattie right we showed her the house or whatever in the last room we came to home from the hospital yeah Yeah. and the first the last room we came to was the nursery which was set up for Harper and then now for Hattie and so it was just difficult. I think we both started crying because we were like, we should have done this 11 months ago mm-hmm. and now we're doing it here. Um, and so it's just that even now the constant struggle of balancing 
missing Harper and loving Hattie. Mm-hmm. One thing that I noticed, so like um, when I think maybe it had been like a week or so, two mm-hmm. weeks after when you got uh, an infection, after you had Harper, um, and I came over to help, uh, a lot of us came over to help with (laughs) watching the boys and uh, stuff like that. You're you're welcome. Um, But I just remember, like, I called Drew and I was like, man, she's on it. Like, even in in grief, you had had pictures already printed and hung up Mm. of Harper. Um, and I, I just love that you guys, you're very vigilant mm-hmm. about remembering her. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that that's something, um, that's healing, mm-hmm. um, is, is just, if you need to talk about your laws, about your baby, that's okay. Yeah. Like if, yeah. even if other people don't want to hear about it, find someone who's exactly. okay with it because yeah, you need healthy. that. It's healthy for you to have those memories, but then. I know I do it a lot, too, to help my kids remember their sister, especially, you know, Hattie will never have met Harper, um, but she's going to know who she is. Mm-hmm. And um, just reminding other people around me that we have four kids, and I kind of hate the number three because, you know, people mm-hmm. ask you how many kids you have, and I never say three, but um, the reality is that I'm raising three kids, so... Um, yeah, we do everything we can, even in the little things Mm -hmm. to remember her and, um, that helps me. I know. So tell us some fun stuff about Hattie, her little personality. What surprised you the most? (laughs) She's really, she's a good baby. I mean, she's sleeping through the night, which is really all I can ask for. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) But she's really sweet. Um, the boys love her, um, when she smiles, it's like her whole face lights up, mm-hmm. and um, she started to really be more interactive in that way lately. Um, and so I just, I feel like I have almost an unhealthy obsession with her, and I don't know <laughs> if that comes from Missing Harper, that I'm just like <coughs> pouring all of my love into her mm-hmm. um, at times, but she's she's really special and sweet and a good baby overall. She can be a little dramatic at times, but... <laughs> I think it's... A different perspective from us and especially in those first weeks after we had Hattie right just the um, you don't remember the getting up in the night and how tired you are and everything but it was just different from us because we're so grateful for Hattie and that we had her that I would have to catch myself right oh she's awake again but then I'd be like no she's awake again like I get to see her I get a hold her <laughs> Um, so I, I really love also with Hattie, just when I come home from work and walk through the door, whether she's playing or Alexa's holding her or whatever, I go up and say, hi, Hattie. And she just gets that big smile over her whole face Mm -hmm. to see me. So that's my favorite part. (laughs) Well, in closing, is there anything else that y'all wanted to share, um, at all? I mean, it's, (coughs) it's hard and it's a, definitely a lifelong Um, journey grief is especially when it's a child because the things that should be are never ending you know first day of school birthdays wedding prom I mean it's always going to be like this for us Um, but I think we're going to continue to just be honest and share and um, keep you know clinging to the Lord and reading our Bible and um we're different people for sure. Um, yeah, I, I can't. Um, it's 
it's it's weird just like living my life because you know someone new will meet at work will come up at work or whatever and I have like the pictures from my kids and the pictures of Harper and um those be like oh how many kids you have and you have to share that and so then I'm like well so let me tell you about all my kids right and so I get to share about Harper and um I like I like taking any opportunity I can to talk about Harper um, because what I said in the beginning that I hope she can be used for the kingdom. So it gives me an opportunity to basically share the gospel with that mm-hmm. person because I say, well, we lost Harper, but we know she's waiting in heaven for us because we believe in Jesus and that he died on the cross for us and that if you believe in him, you can get to heaven. So it's, it's that constant struggle of, I don't want to be like super weird guy who's like all in your face about it, but it's, really more urgent to me now to yeah, share the gospel. And that's our reality. So I remember you even preached at her funeral mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like, wow, like <laughs> how can you do that? But um, that's just a testament to your all's faith. So um, thank you guys so much for sharing Harper's story with us. Uh, we Thank love you, you guys dearly. Yes. yes. Um, and I'll have in the show notes um, everything about Home Yet to Come with a link to that um, and then how to register for Hope in the Midst yeah. as well. So thank you guys. We love you. And I look forward to seeing Harper and Sarah play yes. together in heaven Sweet one girls. day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so thank you guys. And um, you've been prayed for. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>